the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double chance does what the f*** he wants. The Point After Show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eddie Daddy from The Point After Show. Uh, I'm here with Country Club Tommy, who didn't do, who didn't do so well in a golf tournament this weekend. Uh, Polly, the advantage, our fantasy football guy is with us. And Cabby, the producer, Caviston. We're going to jump right into it. We have a lot to talk about, but uh, I do want to talk about uh, basketball real quick and give our NFL, or our NFL, our DraftKings uh, promo a little bit of a, a, a plug here. If you go to DraftKings, if you play basketball, daily fantasy, uh the PAS, put that in your in the promo code and uh, sign up and play and win some money. And we win if you win. So uh, that's Challenge that's good, Eddie man. and Taylor's uh, articles every week. See if you could beat them with your own lineups. Battle against the point after show, if you would. But yeah. talk, talking about basketball, let's get right into it. And we have our new contributor, our NBA guy on the line, Scotty Diggs. Say what's up, Scotty. Hey, what's up, guys? So let's talk about the, the Celtics and Cavs game last night. Great game. Come back by the uh, by the Celtics. Uh, Avery Bradley hit that game-winning shot. Do you think LeBron blew it? He didn't have the the game of his life last night. No, he definitely didn't. I mean, he ended up four for thirteen, which is you know pretty bad. Um, I think it was more the Celtics just played out of their minds in that second half. They were knocking down threes. Um, Avery Bradley obviously came up clutch. Uh, he's been pretty good in the playoffs, actually. Avery Bradley's won a lot of games for them. Um, as for LeBron, I mean, it obviously would have helped if he played a little better. Um, but, you know, there's, it's times like that where other guys can step up, too, especially in those final minutes. Yeah, it's not a one-man so, game. It's a it's a five-man squad right there. Um and then I guess I guess transitioning a little Wait, bit. But oh, Tom, you were talking about. Well, you had a bunch to say about this before. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody wants to blame LeBron James on this one, but at the end of the day, you look throughout the entire first half. They were, the Cavaliers were so hot from three point line. LeBron really didn't do have, uh, have to do much. I know Scotty, you said that he went four for thirteen shooting yesterday. But at the end of the day, when the rest of the team shooting so well, I think that's the problem, actually, with this game was the Cavs' defense couldn't stop the Celtics in the second half. They were up 16, and they just allowed... Exactly. A, a, you know, you look at the Cat or uh, the Celtics this game, they had, what, 90, 91 shots in the game compared to about 70 or so from the Cavs. So that's another huge thing to look at, too. Uh, I, I, just, I just think it was the whole dynamic of the game. Everybody's quick to blame LeBron. For, for these problems and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it, like Eddie said, he's, he's part of a team, and the rest of the team was playing so well that game. LeBron didn't have to have that good of a game. Just, the, unfortunately, Celtics made some big shots in the second half. Paul, you're getting red in the face right sure. there. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to... I mean, that's... The, Go ahead, Scott. That's the way it goes with LeBron, is, you know, 
he's been playing unreal pretty much the entire playoffs. It's ridiculous. Uh, he has one game like this. You know, everybody's been jumping on him for how great he's been. And then he has one game like this, and it's, oh, LeBron's a choke artist, blah, 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 all the LeBron haters, which I don't really understand as a basketball fan. I mean, I don't understand the whole hate LeBron James thing. I think it's sit back and enjoy what you're watching because he's a once-in-a-lifetime player. So I, I, this is Paul, so I'm going to agree with this guy. I think that LeBron James is a once-in-a-lifetime player, and I think when you have that uh, stigma as a once-in-a-lifetime player, you need to um, be accountable when your team doesn't play well, and specifically you don't play well. I think last night <clears throat> was a clear indication that LeBron James didn't play well, hence his team lost. And I think that um, – I wouldn't say that necessarily he blew the game. I just think that he became um, – he became uh, – extinct in that game and especially in the second half i know the first half kevin love was was lighting it up so he didn't really need to do a lot but when you're Le- when you're lebron james <clears throat> you're known for putting a team on your back and just carrying them down this down the stretch and you're talking about a vulnerable boston celtics team where lebron james could put this team on his back and beat them by himself 30 uh 30 straight 30 points or more in eight straight playoff games last night he went he had 11 points in the second half and zero points in the fourth quarter he basically just he he went and, and hid behind the bench and nobody saw him. Uh, he didn't want to play, you know, a lot of defense. He was, you know, if you watch a lot of it, he was. There was times where he was half-assing it down the course, a court on certain uh, on certain transitions. I mean, two three days ago, you saw where he was hustling back on defense. I think he blocked what you might call it into the third row. When when he wants to play and he's up for the game, he's a difference maker. When he doesn't want to play and he wants to pass the ball too much or he wants to just play uh, the guy sitting there, you know, trying to pull the defense out. The team loses. It sounds like Paul's on the the Henry Hill theory here of him shaving points. I don't know. I don't think LeBron needs the shit. Good, Scott. I mean, I understand. um, I think LeBron, when he does come to to games like this, he does take, he takes the blame for it, whether it's his fault or not. I mean, obviously, this game, you could easily say that it was his fault, especially in the the last quarter. Um, he, he has to take I'm, the blame for it because just like he has to take all the good when the team does well, which he right, does absolutely. quite well, uh, he's got to take all the blame for when the team does bad, and rightfully so. Right, and he did in the in the press conference afterward. Um, I'm kind of wondering if fatigue played any, any factor in this game last night. I mean, he's led the league all year in minutes played. He's in his 14th year. He's performing like this, which is insane. Um, so I just, wonder, like, you didn't know. Didn't they just have, like, a month to wait for this game? I, I feel like they, they had, like, three weeks off. Yeah, but in, They in, did for this series. Yeah. They did have some time off. In fairness, um, LeBron's my age, and I, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, in fairness, you don't look like LeBron James, man. <laughs> None of us here do. Uh, I mean, he does so. it for a living. I, I'm not going to give him a pass on fatigue. I'm going to give him a pass on uh, this was a game that they felt like they could be able to win, and I think they, they kind of came into the game saying, we should just walk all over Boston. We've been beating him up pretty bad, and LeBron doesn't have to I play his best. I agree. Yeah. So, Scott, I have a question for you here. We'll keep it a little lighthearted with this one. Um Let's bring it back to us in the room here because we're a little uh, 
we're, we're, we, we like to talk about ourselves. So <laughs> in high school, our high school basketball coach said that he'd rather have 20 Eddies on the team than one LeBron James. Would you Would you agree? Not even knowing Eddie at all. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, the fact that you can only I play with five Eddies doesn't yeah. help having those other I fifteen. I, I play with one Eddie every day. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> little Eddie. A little Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, he, LeBron James. Going, getting back to him. I know the Twitter. If you if you looked at Twitter today, any sports people out there, they got on him because they're talking about how Michael Jordan, and we're going to have this conversation in a podcast coming up, how Michael Jordan had zero playoff games with 15 points or less. This is LeBron's right. sixth. So, and it's not even, you know, reaching that caliber of of, uh, of a career yet. So Here's my thing with that is, is LeBron's more of a dish man, too, than Jordan was. I hate to, you know, yeah. obviously, Jordan's my boy, and I love him. Oh, he was a gun. Him. Let's call it the but, way it was. But no, no, LeBron's a gun, too. But LeBron also has a ton of assists a game, too, compared to Jordan. And oh, this was a Jordan game. Jordan didn't even know how to spell assist. He, no, he had more assists than you would think. And uh, LeBron... I think with this game, I'm going to blame the rest of the team. LeBron, obviously, as we discussed earlier in the podcast, was having an off night in shooting. He 4 for 13, uh-huh. 0 for 4 from three-pointer. Yeah, but wait. And at the end of the day, though, when one player, especially a player that went out and complained to the organization that we need more surrounding talent around this guy, they go out and get Kevin Love, Thompson, Irving, Richard Jefferson, Shumpert, Corver. These are the guys... During that time, when LeBron's having a bad game, they brought him in for that reason, is to bring the team up and actually produce when LeBron has a bad game. Everybody does it. doesn't matter what sport exactly. you're in, you're going to have a bad game. It, that's exactly why they they brought in Kyle Korver, is to have those shooters around him for when he does, when he is off. And because so, when he drives into the lane, it's... Double, triple team. You can't really stop him. Yep. So it's... Everybody defense collapses. You have to. And it's just three-point shooters around the arc. Kyle Corver so went one for five last night. So here's, right. my, here's, so my, here's my argument to Tommy on that, um, and, and, and to you, Scotty. It's, I'm, not, you, I'm not giving that pass either. He didn't have a bad game. He shot 14 times in the field. When's the last time you saw... LeBron James shoot the ball 14 times in the field. He didn't have he he didn't even get himself into the rhythm of warming up. He wasn't attacking the basket. At the end of the day, like I said earlier, he just went uh, missing in this game. If he had a bad shooting game and he shot the ball 30 times and 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 went you know 23 or 30 you know percent from the field, that's one thing. He shot the ball 14 times. He wasn't looking to shoot. He knew it was a bad night. Uh, he, he, he knows knew. it's a bad night. Yeah. So, like, like lazy. Scotty was saying, there is is these guys. LeBron drives to the rack, and he did that. He did that a lot last night, and he would kick it out because he's getting two and three people collapsing down on him. And the guys, like we said, Kyle Korver, who came in to shoot the three ball, went one for five last night. I think that LeBron sometimes focuses too much on being a quote-unquote team player, and he gets into these mentalities where he's pass first. Reality is this. LeBron James is the scoring uh, threat on that team. There's a lot of scoring threats around him, but LeBron James has to play better basketball. He didn't play very well last night, but that's because he didn't choose to. All right, come talk to me when you guys can talk about uh, LeBron's college stats. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Sc- Scotty. On the other side of the ball, the Celtics uh, with Isaiah Thomas going down. Uh, Marcus Smart came in. He averaged ten points a game throughout the regular season. Came in, 
put up uh, he he played 40, 40 minutes and put up twenty seven points. Do you think he's a you know he he proved that he might be a good substitute and good uh, you know backup plan for for the Celtics going forward? Do you think he's going to have the same impact going forward as he did last night? Um, Marcus, I love Marcus Smart. I honestly do. I think he's scrappy. Uh, he fills up the stat sheet, not even in scoring. Uh, he, he, most importantly, he's he does all the little things. Um, I don't think you can depend on him for 25 points a night. I don't think you're going to get that from Marcus Smart every night. Um... I mean, he's a serviceable point guard, but as far as scoring goes, you know, they're really going to miss Isaiah and his around 30 points a game because that somebody's got to fill in there. And they do have a good bench. They're, they're pretty deep, and they you, most coaches shorten their rotation once the playoffs roll around. Brad Stevens, he plays his bench. He goes pretty deep into his bench even in the playoffs. Um, so you you can get points by combining all of these guys together. But as for Marcus Smart, who I, I absolutely love, I think he's a pit bull. Um, I don't think you can count on him for scoring consistently. Paul? No, I agree with you 100%, Sky. Um, I, I mean, he had 27 points last night, but... He went. He went seventy percent from the from the three point line. So yeah, 21, 21, of twenty-one of his twenty-seven points came from uh, beyond the arc. Obviously, right. that's not a that's not a typical number for any player, let alone uh, let alone smart. Here's what I would say: um, it doesn't really make a difference. All of this hoopla that we're making about LeBron James and, and Smart. Here's what I will tell you: is that I think that the Cavaliers needed this loss as a giant wake up call to them. They will end up winning the next two games to, f- to finish this series off, but. Uh, Smart won't have that type of a game again, I don't think. Tommy. Here's my question. Here's my question to everybody. With Isaiah Thomas going down, uh, obviously the Celtics getting embarrassed for the games that he was there. You know, they battled seven games with the Wizards with Isaiah Thomas there. He goes down, they come back, and they beat the Cavaliers. Does that show that they're more of a team now? And play better as a team. They no. had six guys go in double digits last no. night. They played eleven players, like like uh, Scotty said. You know, they they went deep last night. I think they showed that they can play more as a team. And one other thing, I think everybody's forgetting that uh, Smart was a first round sixth overall pick from Oklahoma State coming out of college. So he's a stud. You're you're not going to get many uh, first rounders coming out that don't play well. So. I think it's like a running back in football. If a running back goes down mid-game or one game, the next game he comes back as a replacement because the defense, the defensive strategy was not uh, practicing for that point guard, that that running back. I think now that they have an idea of what, how they're going to use Marcus Smart, I think the Cavaliers are going to play a little bit more of a defensive strategy to contain him and um, and their game plan going forward. Paul. I agree. Uh, I, think- I agree with Eddie. I don't think that uh, this is gonna. This dictates anything to Tommy's point. I think that um, when it's all said and done, Cleveland, uh, Boston didn't beat Cleveland last night. Cleveland beat Cleveland last night, and I think that um, you know, 
they're, they're, wait till you see the next two games. I will get you. I will bet you anything that the next game, Celtics lose by at least twelve. That's my my guess. Celtics lose by twelve next game. I'm gonna bet that. All right, you want to bet some kind of bet? No, I'm gonna bet to... that they lose by at least twelve. Awesome, I like yeah. it. Tommy, what do you got? I just here's my thing: is everybody forgets how small Isaiah Thomas was and how much of a liability he was on defense. You throw a, mm-hmm. like like Scotty said, a pipple out there like Marcus Smart, who's tough, gritty. He brings that swag to the offense, to the defensive side. He's not afraid to bang. If you watched him last night, he gets out there, he gets in everybody's face, so he's not afraid of that. I think he puts that little extra swagger in their step for the defensive side of the ball and kind of potentially slows down the Cavaliers and gives the Celtics that chance. And don't forget, Celtics are number one seed coming out of the East. Just an FYI. I just like, let's let's talk about basketball again when, uh, you know, it's the Warriors versus the Celtics. The Cavs. The Cavs. Yeah, like, no, I, like I said, they're, this they're is going to be like, like I said four podcasts ago. This is going to be like Boston coming Calling back shots. against the Yankees a few years back in baseball. Yeah. They're going to come back. They're going to no. beat the Cavs. Everybody's going to be talking about what a meltdown and letdown LeBron is. Oh Go ahead. Talk about your boy, Cav. Yeah. LeVar. LeVar, he, he had another week. My God, this guy <laughs> won't go away. LeVar Ball. Which is, which is good for He's us. Going anywhere. We apparently yeah. have a lot to talk about with him. So I got myself in a little bit of hot water on Twitter for no reason. Uh, you know, so LeVar Ball was on the herd. And first of all, I hate the herd. I don't even know why I, I was watching. But um, I am, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just hate this guy so much. He goes on there and he tells... Uh, uh, Kristen Lay to stay in her lane, which I yep. dare he's being uh, ignorant. And then he, this is where where my bit. This is the quote that has that I have the problem with. He said, uh, "You know, I never disrespect women, but I'm telling you what, if you act like that, guess what? Something's coming to you, and that's okay. That's a threat. All right. Uh, yeah. The way it's, he said it, it was threatening. I, I, I saw it. I don't or, think it's a threat. Or it's or it's if if it's not a, a threat, it's still him trying to like assert his do, his dominance over her. Like in in my eyes." Clearly. It's almost like insinuating a threat in a way. Right. Like, you know, something's coming to you. I, Everything could be taken as a threat in this world. But it's to a woman. True. I, no, yeah. That, I, I, he he here's the thing. Go ahead, Scott. He was kind of aggressive Well, he, in the way that he was saying these things. Yeah, like, he, he, he kept his back to her the whole time. He didn't look at yeah. her. And, and I don't I, even really get like what the why he was he she was, bashed he was, she yeah, bashed he was, his brand the entire time since the start. She of it. didn't bash it. She said that she wouldn't wear it. That's eh, all she said. She, said she, I bashed, wear it. she bashed him. She did. Yeah. She said he wasn't a he, the way he was acting currently as his son's manager. He wasn't, uh, and she kind of insinuated that maybe he wasn't a good dad. Yeah, I get that. So he said he was coming on the show, and he didn't want to talk to her, but he went on her show. You sure. went. He came on the show, so he's still he's a big enough ego to take the free advertising time because that's all he's all it is. Yeah, point. that's smart. That's what he's book, doing. Right. So you go on her show. So everybody came at me all over a certain um, realm of Twitter and Facebook, um, a certain subsection um, came after me a lot, saying this isn't a threat. This is a terrible uh-huh. example of a woman trying to you know cry wolf, and that she's a bad example for a woman, and that he shouldn't um, that. He, she shouldn't have talked to him because he had the right to not talk to her. She's doing her job. Yeah. Right. And I mean, hasn't every, you know, talking head sports person, I don't think I've seen one that hasn't brought up, like, is LeVar Ball hurting Lonzo's stock? 
Uh, is LeVar Ball a good dad or a bad dad? Or like These are the points that everybody talks about. 100%. And have been talking about for weeks and, and months now. I mean, the guy's been around for since at least March before that. I mean... So, so He's here's my in, he, in the he, news cycle. Here's my problem with the the entire thing. One is, um, I, yeah, Ball is absolutely disrespectful to her. I think that's just part of his nature. And at the end of the day, whether he's hurting his, stock, his son's stock or not, he's getting publicity. He's getting the reporters to want to talk about him. He's getting us to talk about him. He's getting on the herd. He's getting wherever he wants to go. So, you know, mm-hmm. good publicity, bad publicity, it doesn't matter. He's getting publicity. Here's what really pissed me off, quite honestly. And this is the, this is the, the story that I feel like is not being talked about. It's Colin Coward's a bitch. Man, I feel like I he sat there. <laughs> while, stick up for he sat there while that man disrespected Maybe. his co-host and was a complete coward. He, Colin Coward is how I look at him because he could have said. That is disrespectful. You do not talk to her. You don't act like that to her. If you're going to come here and talk to me, you're going to talk to both of us, and you're not going to talk to anybody. I think that I think I think Colin Coward's a bitch. Maybe I can't we, disagree on that. Maybe I mean, we don't call him a bitch. When we're talking about respecting women, he's a he's a well, he's an a asshole. He's, a, he's a, an asshole. He's a female dog, so I'm not, that has nothing to do with a woman. <laughs> I know. Is, okay. is at Joker. the end of the day, uh, he, yeah. Bar Ball comes on these shows just for the free publicity, free marketing, free bring it out. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick up for him a little bit here. She, you know, she, like I said, she she, she dogged him. <laughs> she dogged him. And then what do you do? Expect him to come on there and play nice? Like, hey, it's cool. Okay. Um, well, here, let's have see. Have enough respect it. to turn around and, and, and say what he has to say to her. But I think the way he did it was very, very disrespectful. If you have a problem with her, that's fine. Turn around. Say, hey, listen, let's let's air our differences here. You don't like my stuff. Let's 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 talk about that. I think There's he was just place he was that. trying to like to Cavi's point. He was trying to he was trying to assert his dominance as this figure. Throwing his hand back to her, completely disrespecting her. I'm going to talk to you, Colin, but I'm not going to talk to her back there. Like she's beneath me. Well, then uh, why do they have them separate in the room, anyways? So, well, okay, because well, they're two separate. Let's see. And it sounds. Let's see you defend there. this, then. Okay. Go ahead. You're going to defend them. Yeah. Go ahead. So All then right. he, so then he goes after Kyrie Irving, and says, uh, maybe he, maybe he don't have the relationship that me and Zoe got, and I don't think he did. First of all, your mom wasn't there. Kyrie Irving's mother died. When he was four years old of septus syndrome, yep, there it wasn't like she didn't want to be there. So this guy just runs his mouth like a yeah. But you can't compare every circumstance, and I'm not defending him on that. Totally wrong, out of line, for sure. But at the end of the day, you can't compare every circumstance to each other because they're all different and they all have their own little background story. (laughs) But it all adds up to being a huge asshole. Yeah, we agree for that. Anybody, the entire I don't think anybody's no. arguing that. Point. Yeah. No, we, we, we no, they about are. That. <laughs> I get like there. There's a whole subsect of the internet that harrows this guy as a hero, right? Well, now. there's a there's a subsect of the internet that that harrows uh, Mixon no, as an okay this guy is, too. But I mean, reality, we understand like, the dark world of the internet. There's people that are just idiots. But it's not. It's not. It's not this like small majority. Like he's getting this folklorish uh, following behind him of he's sticking it to the man and he's I you agree. know. Yeah, Tommy right. with that. I but, said that earlier. There's, there's, there's a part of me that agrees with that too. I just I don't, don't like understand. the way he's going about yeah, I, but, handling it, his business. But there's no other way to do it, right? Because but there they're, is. They're, he, they're billion, billion dollar industries, all right? What do you have? You have nothing but 
a microphone whenever you could get it. So that's okay. Disrespect those those million dollar industries. Don't disrespect the people that are bringing you on your show to give yeah. you some time. That's what, what I'm. What saying. do you think Kyrie Irving is going to do to his son now in response to that on the court? Like if he gets a shot, <laughs> he's he's taking it at him. You know, if if Kyrie's if got Le- the best handles too. Yeah, if LeBron gets a shot at him, he called out. Le- he said shit about LeBron's kids. You know, yeah. like all these guys are going to take it out on his son. There is no repercussion on LeVar Ball for what he says. It's repercussions on his son because even these damn shoes, LeVar's not paying for that. Oh, no. Lonzo's uh-huh. paying for well, that. Well, LeVar has money, too. He played professional sports before. Did he? Yeah. Professional badminton. No, what did he play? He pl- no, he played for the, he played for the University of Washington. He didn't call pro. I yeah. think he and he only had like I think he was on some NFL practice squad. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he made thirty six. Yes. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. He's still. He's, <laughs> Back uh, in how 86. far did we make it? Again, how far well, does it matter? It. He's not a millionaire. So he's not paying for those shoes. Is what he's trying we're to say. Paying right. that, we're we're talking about a guy, by the way, that can't afford five hundred dollars shoes prior to his son going pro in the NBA. So I'm just saying. Breaking news, though, just out on the wire. He stole the name Big Baller Brand. From an Argentinian company. Nice. Good for him. And the logos. Sure he didn't intentionally do. He probably just similar. didn't do any research wow. on life. No, they're they're coming out and say they've been out for eleven years. Yeah, he probably just didn't do any research. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's a similar not. logo. Oh, so I hope, and I hate it. Shut it down. I I'm sure somebody could come out and say, "Hey, we had the point after show." Hey, unfortunately, like, unfortunately we own the trademarks. We own the trademark, <laughs> and we searched that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they can say whatever they want. Sorry, sir, in New Orleans. But yeah, so I would just like to reiterate anybody that's following me on Twitter right now, anybody that's involved in that world. Cavi hates you. I'm not a racist. I've been called it about ten times for simply calling a guy an asshole. Oh yeah, if he was a listener, I, I if he was a white guy doing the same thing, I'd say the same yeah, exact shit. One hundred percent. I am the most bleeding heart liberal that there is out in the world. So please do not come at me like that. I, I just it, it was he it lost was two days of sleep. It was there. weighing on my shoulders. I like what Cavi's doing right oh, now. He, he's calling them all out so it then was, he could he could send them our podcast to listen to what he oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um the guy the, Malcolm X is his photo with a gun and he just like hates me. Oh, he gave me some business a while back too. He yeah. hates me. Guy hates me. All right, Scotty Diggs. Do you have any uh, do you have any last minute uh, advice or uh, talking points for us? Any questions you want to ask us, or just uh, last you know any words of uh, before you take off here? Uh, I mean, who do you like in the I series, Scotty? Say, Quick, quickly, who do you like to, in the championship this year? Oh, Bo, jeez. Uh, Start I with two go teams. Golden State. I think they have too much firepower. I like agree. Golden State. Good call, okay. buddy. Good Scott, call. how can uh, how can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Scotty Diggs on Twitter, on all the social media sites. And we can find your articles on thepointaftershow.com. Good stuff, brother. Yes. Scott put out a great article. Uh, it, it breaks down all the NBA awards. And uh, we're I'm confident that uh, he's probably going to match most of them up. So I'm One last question. MVP of the league. He said it. It's in his article. MVP of the league. Don't yeah, say it. It's in bro. your article. Don't say it. It's in your article. Have everybody go look at it. No, give yeah, him a little taste. Go look. Answer go that look. one. I, I didn't say it. I no. didn't say it. Tell him to go look. That's the big one. Scotty, 101, baby. Tell him to go look for your stuff. <laughs> yeah, go look for it if you want to know who my MVP pick is. All right, Scott. All my thank- other picks, too. Yeah, buddy. Thank you fun. so much. It was fun having you on, brother. I yeah, want to thank thanks you a lot, buddy. Too, for, you know, giving me that opportunity to write that and put it up. No problem, and man. To be on this podcast. It's awesome. Keep them coming, man. We enjoy your time. Well, we can't wait for uh, the next article, and uh, we'll definitely, you know, once uh, championship rolls around, we'll have you on to talk again about a little more basketball. Absolutely, man. Sounds awesome. All right, man. Awesome. All right, take care. Thank you. Hey, can we take a All quick right, break? Thanks, guys. Let's go, you motherfucker.
Don't you freeze up, you fuck. Don't you freeze up. Ah, yeah, you motherfucker! Good, you cocksucker, you LeBron! Alright, that break was brought to you by DraftKings. Enter the special promo code THEPAS and cash in with us this weekend. Straight cash, homie. Alright, let's talk about golf. Billy Horschel won this week at the Byron Nelson. Do you guys think this is a trend going forward? This is the third or fourth week in a row where uh, a non-major name has won. What do you guys think? I say, yeah, this is a trend going forward. I think I said it in one of our past podcasts that golf has so many so many talented players out there nowadays and most of the money that these players are earning like the big names your Jason Day, Dustin Johnsons, Phil Mickelsons are making all their money from sponsorships. I know like the 1.4 mil or whatever Horschel won this week is huge cash, but compared to these guys that are getting those 100 million dollar deals, it's kind of chump change, I hate to say cuz that's really not chump change to anybody, but I think they're skipping out on a lot of these tournaments. I know the field this week had some decent players, but end of the day, if you're not out there playing in all these tournaments, competitive competition with the best players in the world, obviously when you come back and play, your, your game's going to be lacking some of the some of those skills that are necessary for these big tournaments in front of those hundreds and hundreds of fans, and you're going to see more and more of these people winning tournaments. What about Jason or, J- or Jordan Spieth? He's been just Bad. Like I, I'm not we're mad. We're going into a totally different question here. So no, I know. I, no, he's talking about the big stars. Is well, what yeah. he said. I, I, and I and not winning my tournaments. Opinion on that. No, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Before what? we hit Jace, uh, before we hit Spade up, but go ahead. My uh, my opinion on your question, Eddie. Yeah, about, sorry. Is is I agree with Tommy to an extent. I, I think that yes, absolutely. We've talked about this in the past. Um, you know these these guys are gonna continue to keep winning tournaments. First timers, second time uh, winners. And uh, my argument isn't that to Tommy's point that these guys aren't playing that the big names aren't playing in enough tournaments. Uh, I think there's enough big names in each tournament that um, warrants you know uh, major name brand players winning. I think the reality is that, that it's golf. You know, and, and golf is there's how many players enter these tournaments? Eighty plus players every single tournament. No, one forty. One forty, fifty, yeah. fifty, some sixty, some at most make the cut. I mean, at the end of the day, you're up against it's one versus 140 people. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, think about NASCAR. Even we'll go to that. I mean, there's you, you, it's one one race car versus 40 other variables. race cars. But my point being is that when you have that many uh, people up against you, it's 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 a lot harder to to always constantly on top. You have big names. Dustin Johnson always consistently plays well, but he's not going to win every tournament. But I mean, this week we could kind of say that. I mean, Jason Day lost that. More yeah, than he, Horschel wanted. he he blew a three foot putt to lose the. Yeah, I mean, so but it's I'm not just happy like, to see Jason Day was actually back in contention. Eddie, you and I talked, talked about, about this. We talked um, about it last podcast. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Jason Day has not been playing well. Um, Eddie brought up a point. Who were the two golf? Who was Day and somebody else was? Yeah, was uh, odds Brooks, were pretty much the same. Brooks Kepka had yeah. the same odds to win. And Brooksy looked good after after day one. You yeah, would have thought yeah, that that looked yeah. out, and then he just absolutely the wheels fell off him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean Day. Finally, started playing better, you know, and I just think that the 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 PGA Tour is so open with talent that I don't I don't think it has anything to do with the people that are not getting in tournaments because at the end of the day, these guys it's just it it doesn't matter. There's no Tiger Woods left in the in the in the PGA. PGA Tiger Woods was um, was a freak of nature in in his prime. There's none of that in the in the PGA right now. 
I, I think, let, let me just touch on this. I, Tiger Woods, like you said, yeah, was an animal. One of the best ever to play the sport. But at the Had same the best time... best winning percentage, probably, right? Yeah, like, sure. But at the same time, he didn't have... I, me personally, I don't think he had, he wasn't going to go up against the same type of talent. Like every year there's a new name coming up that's making their name. Not even every year. It's like almost every freaking tournament. There's a new player out there that got his cue card or this is home course and he's solid. And they're always competing to get in these tournaments. I just think it that the field is so stacked nowadays compared to when Tiger Woods played that it, it it's tough to judge and compare the two. I think that we're arguing the same point. I'm just having a hard time arguing the point when I'm looking at you wearing your wife's glasses. Like I wish that our listeners right now could actually see <coughs> these glasses, these juicy couture glasses that you are wearing. I thought it said Jose Cuervo. Oh, uh, they no, are they says... are they are super super uh, femi femi. Yeah, and, and they're intimidating. I can't even look at you seriously while you're trying to have this conversation. That's good. That was a distraction. I planned it. Eddie, you had something. Yeah. No. I, talking or getting back to the golf, I just think that the. The competition now, there are golfers that come out every week. It's the consistent golfers. Like golf, I think golf is the most streaky sport. Probably, maybe I don't know bowling. I don't. But besides golf, I don't think there's another streaky um, competitive sport out there. If you're on your game, you're on your game. There's there's so many different assets: putting, driving, short game, long iron, long yeah, iron, swing short game, swing, swing, swing. It's it, once everything clicks, any professional golfer can win an every, any give, given week. And well, we were talking about on this any last given Sunday, you win <laughs> or you we lose. We were talking about this last week when Cavi was talking about uh, going to the Preakness, right? I think golf is another sport that should uh, they should when you get there and you you pay to play, they should give you a rope for around your neck so that when the round's not going well enough, you could just go hang yourself because that's how thing, like golf is just that kind of sport, such yeah. a mental game. You just want to kill yourself. You, Tommy goes from shooting a, you know, a, a, an 82 to a shooting 73. A, a, 70, a 73. A 73 right? to shooting an, a, an 88 uh, day no, after the next. Don't give me that. Sorry, how, how bad was it? <laughs> 89. It was, yeah, 82. Uh, All right. You were on, like, suicide. So I, yeah, because I felt bad. So anyway, look, look at what Horschel, you know, like, like Paul kind of said. It's a streaky thing. He, he went going into the AT&T Byron Nelson this week, missed four straight cuts coming into this tournament. Uh, I would think that Horschel would have missed a cut again this week because here he is. He's like, he's going out there, and in the last two tournaments he played in the Byron Nelson, he shot 13 over in two days, 13 over par, and missed both cuts. So Sounds like a round for me. You said that. You know, oh no, I was, that was being accurate too. That sounds like one round. Actually, me. I was thinking that sounds like nine holes. His two rounds actually is the equivalent <laughs> of my one round. I was thinking nine nine holes. So uh, yeah, I to go. Uh, what what were we gonna say about Spade? No, uh, he's I no guess, Sam Snead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say like what what's his deal? I mean, he missed last two cuts. I think he missed uh, last two. Uh, Tournaments. Missed no, the cut. I don't think he's worried about that though. I mean, he he had a conference about it, um, a press conference. He talked about he's not overly concerned. You know, the the last time has has there how long ago was it? Was the last time he missed two straight consecutive tournament cuts? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I he came back. Then the last time that happened, he came back and ended up just 
going bananas the rest of the season. I think it happened three years ago, or so his rookie season, or two years ago might have happened, where that happened, and he came back and played, I think it was 2015, and he played the rest of the season, like, lights out. So yeah. sometimes it's just fuel for his fire. He just, you know, I, I know that I read an article that uh, he finally decided to change his putter up. So I think he's going to start slowly figuring out what's not working before he finally just decides to um, punch his caddy straight in the throat and blame him. And it, it's crazy to see some of these guys. They they go to like a regular-style putter, to a, a claw grip. All these guys are just trying to get better while the the layman, like the, the, the average golfer like us, we just go out there. We don't even take practice wings. We just get out there in the first tee and just swing away and, and hope for the best. And if it's bad, we just go buy new equipment, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to go buy yeah. $700 worth of clubs. Or and just a I couple of shots better. at the turn. And That's the funny thing about him getting a new putter was I just I just actually, I, I thought about this, was he actually got his new putter at the beginning of last week, so he actually missed the cut with the new putter. So maybe It, takes, gotta, it takes a while to get used to it. Here's my thing, too, is, is Speed is 23 years old. Yeah. What were you guys doing at 23? Eddie's nickname was Delay Man. Yeah, I was probably yeah. banging Spade's mom. Just saying, that's probably what I was doing. I'm gonna go with probably not, but it maybe. Been. It's been. A, hopefully, my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so that means you're pretty old. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely pretty old. So at the end of the day, is he's 23, and we're holding him to the standard. I understand <clears throat> Tiger when he was 23, he was the most dominant golfer in the world, but at the end of the day, he made his money. And he's doing the right thing. He's going out enjoying life. He's you see him with the bogey, but what are they called? The birdie boys. Yeah, with him and Fowler and jumping off of Smiley Kaufman and all with, that. Yeah. So that's not the same place as Leonardo DiCaprio was in. Not the same posse. Bo- yeah, the pussy Caprio. posse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tiger's jumping off boats. That's not good for his back. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, he's on enough medication. That's because he heard he heard he heard it was boats and hose, but he realized there was no hose. He just jumped off the boat. Oh. Anyway, but I gotta give a shout out. I mean, before we're gonna talk about uh, Bernhardt longer real quick, but oh. I gotta give uh, some old guy. Yeah. But uh, I gotta give a shout out to our, our boy Taylor with his uh, rankings every week that he comes out with. Last week was one of our best weeks ever, to be honest with you. And I I missed out on my DraftKings lineup, uh, the PAS promo code by the way. But twelve out of our top twenty five guys that Taylor was uh, that picked on our on our ranking sheet. Came in twentieth place or better. Listen, that's pretty good. That's that's less than that's a little. That's about half. If you're listening to our podcast this long, right, and you're not taking Taylor's advice and Eddie's advice and going on DraftKings and entering the promo code the PAS and signing up for a a, a, a golf starting lineup by now, you have probably missed thousands of dollars. You need to uh, you need to get on that train because if Taylor, not millions, of Taylor dollars. makes money, makes <laughs> some. Some cheddar. How do you think Eddie and Tommy afford these crazy glasses they wear? It's it's all about that money. That I just make. steal them off my wife. Yeah, well, actually, Tommy. You can head over to our Instagram right now to check out Tommy's glasses that he's wearing That's currently. Cool. <laughs> I didn't sign off on that. Okay, so quick. We'll finish up with the golf, and then we'll head on to uh, the Preakness. We'll talk about that, and we'll, we'll, we'll stop for the night. But Bernhardt Longer, he tied Jack Nicholas for the most... PGA Senior Tour wins with eight this week uh, with the the region's traditional or region's tradition back to back wins for him at the at the the same event. Um, do you think he's as good as? No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you that. Just said. Do you think he's as good as? 
Rocco Media. Senior tour playing I, Jack Nicholas. I think that's potential. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. But I think the fact that he obviously aged better, I, mean, I don't know. There was a, probably a lot of factors that went into that. Like, <clears throat> I'd have to look up when did Jack get into the senior tour and how many. 50. How many tournaments did he actually that's play when you can, that's when you, like That's that. when you start, 50. I mean, the reality is this. Uh, Jack is, is a legend. He's the man. He played better in his prime than probably most, if not all, golfers on the tour. You can't. It's hard to put Bernhard Longer and Jack in any category together, except on the senior tour. Can I go off on a little rant? Yeah, absolutely. Fire okay, I, I don't like. It's not often we let you talk. I know. I, I don't like how anymore. It's it's starting to getting. I don't want to use the word, but it's starting to get very <laughs> pussy like. If, if some of these uh, PGA Tour players look at Rory McIlroy, that's two pussies ba- in five minutes. Back issues. He's getting an MRI in his back. Three. What did you ever hear of Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Tom Kite, these older guys getting MRIs on their back because they're playing golf? Oh, I don't. That, that pisses me off. That me, pisses me no, off. No, it doesn't, Ed. Yeah, it does. You're talking about two different eras in the golf industry, okay? You're talking about uh, a, an era where the ball would go 250 off the tee and they barely had a swing to hit it that far. They had wooden clubs. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so they're hitting 250. You That's have so guys insane. out there swinging their ass off this like nowadays, hitting the ball 350, 400 yards. Did you ever see Jack Nicholas hit a 400 yard drive? He, he averaged 280. To, but he didn't have 280. 280. That'd be last, like bottom, bottom 10 percent. You're, of the you're tour. talking about technology too. They were they were swinging okay, that, but that but hard still, and that fast back then. They just didn't have the technology uh, to hit it that I far. I disagree with that. I think it was more of a finesse game back then. I definitely don't think they were swinging as hard. Like even the here's the thing. It's so hard to compare. Jack and Tiger, right? Even if you take away a swinging and how far you could hit the ball, look at the greens. Like, you're talking homestead where you could just smash the ball during Jack with Jack. You literally didn't have to play much break because it was just make sure you hit it hard enough to get it to the hole. Where now it's all finesse. You just got to touch the ball, play that 35 feet of break, and it's going to cut to the hole. That wasn't my argument, though. My argument was how... Little little things, little ailments, whatever comes up, they have to go run to their doctor. They're out for two weeks. What's his name? Slipped on a hardwood floor. He's out for the Masters. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Eddie. I think, well, that's I because, think that they're a bunch of pansies. Because anyway. they get so much money from their sponsors now. Probably it's not all depending on how much they win in tournaments. Let's blame the that's what Jack and everybody did. Don't blame them. Sam Snee once golfed with one leg and one. Tied behind his back. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have to give credit because uphill t- in a foot of snow, <laughs> <laughs> at, 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 in the Poconos yes. at his restaurant. Yes. I do have to give credit to because Tiger Woods did play with a broken leg, and he won the PGA was a championship or the last of the U.S. Real Open. Man. Um, it, I think that was like 2007 or something. He was just like going that. off adrenaline. 2007 when men heard, were men. I actually heard Ricky Fowler had to miss a tournament because uh, during his manicure. <laughs> he uh, he. They chipped the nail, and he just couldn't grip the club. No, it was a hangnail. He got a hangnail. Well, yeah, but it was in the process of him getting <laughs> yeah. a manicure, and he was actually. But do you think a little short? Do you think if if John Daly had a little creak in his back? Now nah, you're talking John Daly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't do this. Uh, he 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 just drinks thirty five uh, diet cokes and get yeah, out there and yeah. smokes like a pack of yeah. uh, a cigs. 
Two gallons of chocolate milk a day. I, I know. John I know. Daly is like Bill Brasky. You know what uh, I mean? Like he's he a just, son of a bitch. He's a son of a bitch. He just he he played with two cracks in his ass. That's how good he is. <laughs> he's amazing. But I, I do know that today's world is different and everything, and there's so much more it's money and money. endorsements, yeah. and you have PR people. When I don't even know if there was a PR company back in that back in the day, but I think I just the think P, they're just getting so. I think the, light. I think no. the P and PGA. No. I think you got it, Eddie. I think it's the Pussy, the pussy Golf Association. Handy Four. Golf Association. Yeah. No. Um, Four it's count. all about money. <clears throat> that's that's either way. They're still paying. It's always been about money. I just think there's a lot more of it now. Oh, absolutely. Like uh, even Phil Nicholson, you saying like when he first started out. like you, He you thanks w- Tiger every day of his life. Yeah. The, the winning um, person in a golf tournament back in like 1992 was like $150,000. Now it's $1.5 million. It grew 10 times in 20 years. All because of Tiger Woods. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Greatest call forever. Um, let's go to our last topic, the Preakness. Who did you guys uh, did you guys bet? I, yeah. I placed a little wager. I didn't box the 5-2. I should have, but I, I lost. So. I didn't win anything betting, but it was a hell of a race. Yeah, it was an awesome d- race to watch. Okay, now that, uh, n- now that Always Dreaming is, you know, out of it, he might not even, you know, race in the, in the Belmont. Do you think him... Losing, maybe not even coming in second or third place, not even you know, eighth finishing. Um, well, he did finish, but not he didn't show. So your question is, do should, you think should that's is that what he should do for the rest of his years? Just finish, basically. That's all yeah. he will. That's all he's right? going to be doing. That's all he's good for. Yeah, he's going to be Stop finishing piece. into a test tube. <laughs> do you guys think that takes away from the hype of com- of the upcoming race, the Belmont Stakes in June? I think it. I think you're definitely going to see the TV numbers go down. Um, if there's a chance for Triple Crown, people get excited, and 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 you're gonna see even like my mom watches when there's something like that to watch for, you know, and, and it's good for the sport. Um, but I mean, there was just one a couple years ago, so I mean, it's kind of fresh in your mind. And before that, it was like what 30 years there wasn't one for. So yeah, 70s, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's no Secretariat this year, you know, out there. There's no, no American Pharaoh. Yeah, there's no American Pharaoh. Um, there is a Cloud Computing though, who ran a hell of a race. On Saturday, coming out, it was impressive. Nowhere. It was. I don't. I don't even know. I. We talked about it a little bit, and I don't think Always Dreaming will even run in the Belmont. There's more money to be made if he doesn't. Yeah, stud fees. Here's Paul, inter- you, you had a question. I, I had an interesting thought, and um, if 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 anybody, by that he means Google search. No, no, it's actually I couldn't find it on Google. So uh, if if any of you out there are listening and you want to hit us up on Twitter, um, we'll give you our Twitter handles in a minute. But here's my question for anybody out there in in podcast world. So we always talk about how many times did a horse win the Triple Crown? It hasn't happened very many times, right? But typically. Um, Two races, two thirds of the leg get 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 won by the same horse. How many times do you think it ever happened that three different horses won? Uh, like basically, no nobody had any two of the of the three races together. How many races were there? What do you mean? How many how many times did they run the Triple Crown? There's yep. been twelve. Well, there's, tri- there's been twelve. Since like eighteen. What? Like yeah, there's, there's been. Yeah, there's, there's only been twelve Triple Crown winners. Triple yeah. Crown. Yeah, but he's but not I'm asking thinking, that. I'm asking how many times do you how many think times three won by separate different individuals? Yeah, a different horse. A different horse won each race. I wonder how many times that has happened because I can't imagine that happens a lot. Because I can't. I'm looking thinking back and I'm going. I every year I feel like somebody wins two times. Yeah, Fifty two. Yeah. 52 times. So fifty two horses. Less than half the time. Yeah, fifty two horses have won two of the races. 23 have won the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, 18 the Preakness and the Belmont, 11 the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont. But that's still not answering my question either, then. 
Yeah, it is. No, no he's talking about 52 total have won. Two. Yeah, so no, no, okay. so take that away. How many years? How many years has it been run where the triple crown. one horse? So you take the 53? Three totally different horses won. So 292. There's horses have won, so divide that by t- have won no, a single race. No, that's no. not no, no, no. in the same year. No, so what yeah, are you thinking? Two hundred ninety-two have won a single leg of the Triple Crown in yeah, one year. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. So that, that means, that but that means no, that isn't true at all. Because they could have won two of them, or they could have won all three. No, it says two hundred ninety-two horses have won a single, single leg, leg of the of triple, triple Crown. Okay, but that includes. So you want a, a single leg? You could have won all three, or if you could have won all two. No, single leg. No, no, single leg. Then they continue. So you're telling fi- me the Triple Crown's been running since America's been born? No, no, no. no, no divide that by three. So, so yeah, two. so it's it's you'd have to divide it by how, no, you divide that by how many? Two hundred. So what you need to do is take the fifty-two divided by. How many three. times is the Triple Crown? Yeah, that's run? the thing. How many years has it been running? How many years? So you divide that. That's the biggest thing. The, you take your fifty-two that won it twice. And then you take your whatever no, you, you one. Take it. The, you take the two hundred ninety-two and you divide it by how many years the Triple Crown was run? No. Because that's how many no, times... Divided by how many horses there are, which wow. is three. 97 years they've run the Triple Crown. <laughs> okay, so take 52 is how many won it twice, and how many won the Triple Crown? Can we just ask our 12. people? So 12. 52 and 12 is what? 64. So there have been 64 and 92 is what? Uh, 28? So 28 doing? years. What are you doing? 292 horses have ran. Yes, Joe, ch- yeah. I understand that. Okay, so you're not understanding me. So you got to divide okay, that by You're not three. good at math. We already <laughs> proved you. this before. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. We already proved this before. You two aren't good at math. Eddie and I are good at math. Okay, well, this isn't so, a math session, so let's yeah. let the fans figure it out and then no. send us. If somebody gets that answer, let us know. Well, here it is. No, we're it's gonna 28. Well, you, you, you can put it on 28. There it is. That's impossible. No, it isn't. You think only 28 horses have won? No, 28 no, no, no. times. Oh, 28 times. Oh, 28 times, yeah. That's I was what saying, he asked. That's what I asked. Oh, yes. I said how many horses. It well, yeah, that's the answer to how many horses. 28 times. How many times. Oh, so 28, 28 times. All right. Well, thanks for running that for our Twitter followers. Wow. And we all just oh. died of boredom. <laughs> <laughs> that Basic be math. One of our best subjects. Wish, <laughs> no, math is not our best subject. No, our best If there was any type of way to gamble on that, somehow that answer would have came off. Yowzers! All right, I'm even dumber now than I was before. Well, uh, and I just that's all scotch. I had for this show. Uh, me huh. too. Uh, catch us next week. Pointaftershow.com. Check us out. Daily blogs, articles, whatever you want to know, sports related. We got it for you. Check us uh, out on DraftKings. The PAS is our keyword. You want to hit our Twitter handles up? Yeah, I'll do it real quick. Uh, I'm at Eddie underscore the PAS. Tom? I'm at TLIP underscore the PAS. Smoke, what are you at, buddy? At the FF Advantage. Cavi. Uh, no, at don't do this. Producer Cavi. Yeah, there you He's go. He's got it. At Producer Cavi. <laughs> producer Cavi. All right, Paul, give us a little plug for uh, Fantasy Jocks. All right, so check out FantasyJocks.com for all your fantasy football needs. Everything from draft boards to championship belts. Take your league to the next level. Go to ThePointAfterShow.com and check out Fantasy Jocks banner. Click it. Win it. Kick some ass. Be a fantasy commissioner. Click it and ticket. Click it and ticket. And as always, Click if you made it this it. far, thank you. Peace.